0: Locked On Cougars, this is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal. A full weekend of BYU sports ahead will break down. Need to talk about some of the things that came out of BYU basketball media availability yesterday with Mark Pope. We'll get to that as well as some news of BYU shaking up their recruiting department on the football front. So a lot to get to on a Friday edition of the show. And we are proud to be part of America's number one daily podcast network, the Locked On Podcast network where of course it is your team every day and in this case it's the byu cougars with that rundown out of the way let's get going this is locked on cougars for march 6th 2020 What's up, guys? I'm Jay Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast. If you're just finding this podcast, we are a daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, particularly football and basketball. But we cover the uh, width and breadth of BYU athletics. And thank you in advance for downloading this podcast. Hit that subscribe or follow button on whichever podcast provider you're listening to us on. That you never miss an episode of this show. As I've said before, and I'll say again, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news. You need, you need to know each and every day. And thanks again for taking the time to check out the, the podcast. Let's start out today talking some BYU basketball. Of course, the Cougars are waiting to find out who they will face Monday night in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Uh, the tournament bracket this year, by the way, I don't know how many of you guys have seen this, but the West Coast Conference Tournament bracket, it's a five-day long. Long tournament with a day off on Sunday in the midst of it and so BYU we talked a lot about the fact that they were getting a quote-unquote double buy into the semifinals. well in all reality it's a triple buy because they don't have to play yesterday today tomorrow they're off all the way until Monday and it's just kind of a funny thing of how things shook out with that new WCC tournament bracket but BYU they're very much focused on the Their upcoming opponent. Mark Pope yesterday, you're going to hear him here in just a moment, talk about the fact that they have been preparing for potentially up to five different opponents. Uh, He he admits that the Vegas odds obviously are going to favor uh, St. Mary's to advance as the number three seed. They will enter the fray tomorrow um, in the tournament, so they would play tomorrow night, have Sunday off, and then come back on Monday night to play against BYU in theory, but there are up to five different teams BYU could have faced, and BYU's been diligently preparing for all of them and getting ready for all different scenarios when it comes to the West Coast Conference Tournament. I think the new bracket, I think it's fine. I don't necessarily think it's going to kill anybody to have all of these games going on. I think it allows for TV windows to be great in that regard. So uh, just looking at it, I think that BYU is well positioned to at least make the West Coast Conference Championship game. And I uh, there, there's a prediction we need to get to here in just a minute, and we'll get to that coming from former BYU assistant coach Tim Lacombe. But before we do that, let's get to Mark Pope and some of the comments he had yesterday about keeping his team engaged during the long layoff. They're going to be off for a period of, I think, nine to ten days before they play their next game. So here you go, Mark Pope talking about keeping his guys engaged and what they're doing in the interim to get ready for the game Monday night. So
1: how do you approach this week? Um... Which is what, do you prepare for all teams on that side of the bracket, or how do you? Yeah, so I have files on all the teams on our side. So, um, you know, Vegas is saying that St. Mary should should be who we play on Monday, but we've we've kind of considered, uh, you know. Pepperdine a lot we just came off that game so they're really familiar to us and we played Santa Clara real, really recently so we're we, we kind of have approached this week trying to knock out uh, things that those crews have in common and anything really anomalous that makes it unique that we need to prepare for live because we won't have any live preparation after we find out who we're going to play and um, so you know it's, it's league everybody knows everybody so there's not going to be any huge surprises and so but we're taking all those guys into account as we prepare. How do
0: you, without playing a game for over a week, how do you keep these guys engaged? How do you go about that?
1: Well, I'm really fortunate because I got veteran guys, right? And so um, they have, you know, we've had a lot of weird schedule this this year. You know, the first three weeks were so congested because we had so many games. Then we had to kind of stretch in December where we just played once every week for three weeks. Actually, the guys played some of their best basketball during that time, which gives us some confidence. Um, And then we, you know, we have the weird thing here about being off for, uh, you know, for Eight days and the eighth day, we're not even going to step on the court and then we're going to play on the ninth ninth day. But um, that is, you know, that's why you embrace all the different situations. Uh, These guys have done a great job, um, you know, rewriting the script every time where you know we've had weird scheduling things or tough challenges personnel wise or or uh, you know or or taking an L or whatever these guys have always been able to say hey whatever happened we are going to or whatever we're facing we're going to actually we're going to actually write the story so that it was a, such a gift to us and they'll do the same with this that's that's what they've done all season There you go,
0: Mark Pope, and you heard him say he's trusting his guys, his veteran-laden group, to really just kind of keep themselves locked in here during this long layoff. The crazy thing about this is is BYU, so they last played February 29th, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the first day of games in the NCAA tournament are March 18th, that'd be be Thursday, sorry, March 19th, excuse me. So, So two weeks out, March 19th is when the... NCAA tournament kicks off. If BYU were to lose Monday night in the West Coast Conference semifinals, that would mean BYU would have played one game in 20 days, essentially. Crazy. And a lot of downtime for BYU basketball, but a big opportunity for them to get themselves healthy. The biggest thing is getting a guy like Dalton Nixon back to full go That he hope, in hopes that he can rejoin the team. But there is at least one person who has pretty direct knowledge of what the BYU basketball program operates like, that thinks that the Cougars are good enough to win it all. When Speaking of the West Coast Conference Tournament, not the NCAA Tournament, but uh, Tim Lacombe was on with uh, PK, so I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as I mentioned in the open. I produced DJ and PK in the morning from 6 to 10 a.m. Tim Lacombe, former BYU assistant basketball coach, was in studio on Wednesday, filling in for David James as he was out for the day. And Tim Lacombe, man, he is hot on the Cougars. Here you go. I think this is the year BYU wins that tournament.
1: Wins the tournament? They'll be cutting down the nets on I, Tuesday.
0: I really, really believe it. I think just the way that team is loving the moment, it's just amazing. They're feeling no pressure. I honestly believe, guy for guy, they're better than everybody else in the league. You know, I called the Gonzaga win two weeks before. You did? I just don't think anybody's playing as good a ball as they're playing. I'm not going saying this team's going to the Final Four, but I think they're playing as good a basketball as anybody in their league. And they're on something special right now. There you go, Tim Lacome. He thinks BYU is operating at a different level and are good enough to win the West Coast Conference tournament. And that's a pretty bold call from him. But as you heard him say, he did call the Gonzaga win for BYU in Provo two weeks before it happened. So he's calling his shot once again. And I, who's who am I to say that he's not going to be right about that? Uh, just so you guys have a heads up. So tonight it's going to be two more games in the West Coast Conference tournament. Number five seed San Francisco faces off against Loyola Marymount after. That. They took down San Diego. That'll be at 7 o'clock Mountain Time on the WCC Network. I believe BYU TV will also have that game. And the number 6 Pepperdine in the nightcap and call it a nightcap even though it's a, it's a 9 o'clock Mountain Time game on the WCC Network and BYU TV. Pepperdine faces off against number 7 seed Santa Clara. And of course uh, those two games, who were the winners of those? Pacific takes on game 3 winner between San Francisco and LMU. It's Number 3 St. Mary's takes on either Pepperdine or Santa Clara. So it looks like at this point, yeah, BYU is going to face most likely St. Mary's, but we'll th- see how things shake out, obviously, as we get ready for Monday night's game. And just a heads up for Monday, I actually have an exclusive one-on-one conversation with Alex Barcelo, a BYU transfer guard, who's really stood out this year. I had a chance to speak with him. We'll play that Monday as we get you ready for that semifinal matchup, whoever BYU ends up facing. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to switch gears, talk some BYU football, some news out of the recruiting department with that program. I'll let to Samanu out. We'll talk about that. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that if you'd like to advertise with this podcast, we'd love to have you guys on board. Uh, we, of course, are reaching hundreds of BYU fans, if not thousands of them, every day in the state of Utah and beyond. So if you have a product or a service or your company you just want to highlight, we'd love to have them on board and help them get in front of BYU fans literally worldwide in some cases email us locked at gmail.com let's have you guys represent your brand company or product right here on the podcast we've had great success with companies like deseret first credit union you first talk about our good friends at spavia earlier this month and last month and also we've also had companies like all guard pest control a local pest control company here in the state of utah advertise with us to great effect so check it out guys Locked on BYU at gmail.com. Love to have your company, brand, or product featured right here on Lockedon on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30, Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer
1: today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
0: Alright guys, Kalani Sitake making moves inside the BYU football department and on the recruiting front, Alemafita Samanu, who spent the last two seasons as BYU's director of recruiting, I guess the official title was Recruiting and Player Personnel Coordinator, I guess was the official title for Fita Samanu, a guy we had on the podcast just last month in the aftermath of National Signing Day. Well, according to reports, and I can confirm via my sources, that he is out as the recruiting and player personnel coordinator for BYU Football. A little bit of a shocking move because it seemed like Fita Samanu had done a decent job, all things considered, uh, running the recruiting side of things for BYU. But alas, Kalani Sitake felt like it was time to make a change and they're moving on. As it stands right now, so we're Friday, March 6th, 2020, I don't have an idea of who exactly the, the prospects are going to be or the re- potential replacements, I guess I should say, would be for a guy like Alema Fita Samanu, but if they want to keep it in-house, I think guys like Jason Ayu and Jack Mooney have an opportunity to potentially take on that role. They have, of course, been with BYU and Kalani Sitake since he came to BYU. Jack's serving as essentially as a community relations liaison, while Jason Ayu has served it's kind of that NFL um, liaison where he coordinates with NFL teams when they come in to watch film and that type of stuff of course they take on multiple other roles during their time with Kalani Sitake but they decide they want to get into the recruiting side of things either one of those gentlemen I think could handle it but this is a little bit of a shocking move for BYU like I said but looking back at it it maybe isn't as shocking as it, as it seems to be and I so let me explain for a second here so Jeff Martin is probably the first recruiting coordinator that most BYU fans who Pay attention to such things can remember. Of course, Martson came to BYU in 2014, did some good things, really helped BYU open up the market in terms of graduate transfers. Uh, you can think of guys like Harvey Jackson and Jordan Leslie. Jeff Martson helped lure those guys to Provo, and he left after just two years to go to Colorado State. If I'm not mistaken, his last stop... I want to say it was Colorado, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But Martson had bigger aspirations than sticking at BYU's entire career. He he wasn't a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He saw BYU as an opportunity to take a step up in his career, and it it did boost him to other jobs. Well, following him, uh, Justin Anderson came in with Bronco Mendenhall and then left with Bronco Mendenhall to go to Virginia. So about two years in that regard. Then Tevita Ofe Galway was the director of recruiting or recruiting coordinator for BYU in the early part of Kalani Sitake's tenure, and Tevito Fangawi lasted just over two years in his own right, and now most recently, Lemafita Samanu, just over two years, and he is now out of a job. It's not a position that is built for people for long term, it appears at least on the surface when it comes to BYU sports. Could you find somebody that could last you for a long time? Absolutely. But I have to tell you guys this much. The college football recruiting game, it is an absolute grind. You have to be dedicated to your craft. The bigger issue, I think it's a play for BYU here, is you're going to replace to Tismanu with somebody, and you're going to expect them to pick up the slack, really carry things forward. And as it stands right now, unless there are changes coming that I am unaware of, you're going to be the only full-time staffer in BYU's recruiting department, and you'll have some student assistants that can work up to 20 hours a week. They're students at Brigham Young University to help you. Okay, here's the issue. You can go 40 miles north to the University of Utah. They're spending 1 million plus dollars a year on recruiting. They have multiple full-time staffers, if I'm not mistaken at least 5 full-time staffers and in the case I'm speaking of the University of Utah that's a Power 5 program where there are other Power 5 programs like Ohio State and and Alabama who have upwards of 15 or more full-time staffers and their day in and day out job is to do the recruiting side of things for college football. Even Utah State University, the Aggies, you think that you're better than the Aggies? They have multiple full-time staffers who deal with recruiting. BYU, on the other hand, thinks that one full-time staffer and some student assistants is good enough. It's not good enough. If BYU wants to be a real power player, identify the best talent, make sure they're on that best talent, speaking of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they need to get more people involved on the recruiting side of things. The assistant coaches, absolutely, they have a responsibility in this. There are nine of them, ten of them on the staff now that should be in charge of recruiting in their own different regions and whatnot, but you need to have multiple people behind the scenes helping them out in that regard. Identify talent saying hey coach so-and-so check out this young man he's in your recruiting ground check out this kid what do you think of this should we offer this kid you need more than just one full-time staffer or you're going to suffer the exact same situation that has appeared to have happened the last four recruiting coordinators for BYU they're going to last about two years maybe three years get burned out and you're going to move on to the next one if that's how you want to operate BYU go right on ahead but understand this you continue to burn through a bunch of people every two to three years in this position, eventually that well is going to dry up. It becomes a reputation thing in the coaching community where coaches are going to be like, man, do I really want to go take on all of that responsibility, hope that I have some student assistants that are up to snuff and have to just grind and grind and grind, and potentially, well, I'm going to be out of for two to three years, whether it's of my own volition or the program decides they want to go in a different direction. I'm advocating for BYU to put more resources into this football program. Put the money where your mouth is. You want to be a Power 5 player, a Power 5 caliber program? Put the resources behind the scenes to help your football program succeed. I understand your Olympic sports have done great things with limited budgets. I understand that BYU football has done great things in the past with limited budgets. Lavelle Edwards, we all we all want to point to how great Lavelle was and what he did with less. Don't wear it as a badge of honor, Brigham Young University, that you do more with less. You're not doing more with less right now. In this day and age of college football, guess what talks? Money talks. That's what talks. Put more more money in, allow Kalani Sitake and his staff to have more than one full-time staffer dealing with recruiting, and give them the opportunity to succeed. I'm telling you guys, it has a direct reflection to the performance on the field when you can't identify the talent when you need to and get in early like you need to when you're Brigham Young University. It's such a narrow recruiting field for BYU because you have to find young men who are willing to live the honor code. By and large, you want to find the best lds talent members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints nationwide and if you have just one full-time staffer and a bunch of student assistants who can only work 20 hours a week i'm guaranteeing you there are going to be guys that slip through the cracks whether it is at the assistant coaches level the recruiting coordinators level the student assistant level there there is going to be slippage I'm telling you guys, BYU needs to pour put more money into this program in the bes- behind-the-scenes roles, the off-the-field roles. They've hired analysts in the past year, so they have proven, hey, we if we want it, we will put the money into it. I'm telling you guys, it's not enough. Your recruiting department needs to be upgraded. Your training staff needs to be upgraded. You're operating with two full-time strength coaches where the NCAA rule allows you to have up to five. BYU If you're really making more money off this ESPN deal coming up, well, guess what? I'd like to see you turn around and put that money right back into the program and really become the power player that you aspire to be because BYU currently is not living up to their end of the bargain in terms of putting money where their mouth is, and that's just my take on it. You may disagree. Feel free to disagree and weigh in with your thoughts. Follow the show, excuse me, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LockedOnCougars. Drop us a note there. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. Love to hear from you guys. Or drop us a note via email, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Alright guys, catching up on everything else going on in BYU Sports. Let's start off with what happened Thursday in BYU Sports. The women's tennis team went to Albuquerque, New Mexico and beat the University of New Mexico 4-3. So congratulations to the women's tennis team on that victory. BYU Baseball, their bats got absolutely silenced in a 2-0 shutout loss in their opener at Oklahoma State there in Stillwater. I believe 19 strikeouts for the Cougars. So man, rough, rough way to go down for BYU Baseball. They'll be back in in action today number 25 fresno state downed byu softball eight nothing in a five inning run rule game uh, so a tough start to the bulldog classic for the softball program but the biggest highlight of the night was l- late last night if you didn't watch this byu men's volleyball number two ranked team in the country went to honolulu hawaii to take on number one ranked the hawaii rainbow warriors and swept the rainbow, rainbow warriors three sets to nothing Fantastic, fantastic result for BYU men's volleyball. They are back in action in the second game of a two-game set there at the Stan Sheriff Center tonight. 10 o'clock Mountain Time on Spectrum Sports and Big TV. If you want to watch the Cougars go for the sweep of the series against the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, you do that and you will be the number one team in the country and the odds-on favorite to win the national title. Uh, if you... If you if BYU can accomplish what they're looking to do tonight, but it's a great start there in Honolulu. So, congratulations to Sean Olmstead and his program in that regard. Other teams in action today, BYU Softball continues playing the Bulldog Classic. They have a double dip today against UC Davis and North Dakota State. Uh, those game times set for 12.30pm Mountain Time and 3.30pm Mountain Time. You can watch them live streams on the Mountain West Network. Links on BYUcougars.com. BYU Baseball back in action, like I said tonight. 5 o'clock Mountain time, oh, excuse me, 3 o'clock Mountain Time. I'm screwing up Central Time and Mountain Time. 3 o'clock Mountain Time, they Stillwater, live stream on ESPN Plus, and of course, BYU Cougars Radio, the BYU Radio Network with Brent Norton on the call will have that for you as well. Uh, BYU Women's Gymnastics heads up to Logan tonight for a dual meet against Utah State. That's at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. There'll be a live stream link on BYUcougars.com if you want to watch the Cougars in action in that regard. And as I mentioned, early next week, BYU Men's Basketball of course hosts the home team in a semifinal matchup, against against a potential St. Mary's Santa Clara Pepperdine whoever advances out of that side of the bracket we'll see how that shakes out tomorrow's schedule for BYU women's soccer actually has two games tomorrow they'll be facing off against Cal State Northridge and UNLV down there in Las Vegas at Peter Johan Memorial Field those will be early games 10 o'clock mountain time and 11:30 p.m. a.m. mountain time so it's not, uh, 10 a.m. mountain time and a uh, a.m. Mountain Time, excuse me, on that regard. BYU Baseball's final game in Stillwater will be at 11 a.m. on the BYU Radio Network and then BYU Men's Tennis also in action heading up to Salt Lake City to face off against their rival Utah at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, final thing for me today is that the West Coast Conference tournament for the women's basketball team begins tomorrow. That'll be at four o'clock Mountain Time on BYU TV, a live stream on the BYU TV app as well. BYU finds out who they will face after tonight's games, and then BYU softball wraps up play in the Bulldog Classic tomorrow at 3:30 p.m. Mountain Time against East Carolina. So there you go, full rundown of everything going on in BYU sports this weekend. The results from yesterday and looking ahead to the weekend going down in the future one other I guess two other notes for you guys is a big congratulations to Heather Olmstead of course uh, she is the head coach of the women's volleyball team she will be up up assistant coach on the U.S. Women's Collegiate National Gold Team roster. It's made, of 20, of, made up of 28 current collegiate players who will train from July 5th to the 12th in Anaheim at the American Sports Centers and compete side-by-side with the U.S. Women's National Team as it completes its final preparations for the Tokyo Olympic Games later this summer in July. So congratulations to Heather Olmstead working with uh, Chris McGowan, a former BYU men's volleyball coach and player uh, on that staff. Final note from me today is Yoli Childs, a big congratulations to him. He has been named as the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, one of the five finalists for the Carl Malone Power Forward Player of the Year Award. Uh, of course, it's named after former Utah Jazz stalwart Carl Malone. It recognizes the top power forwards in Division One men's basketball. The other four finalists for that award are Obi Toppin from Dayton, Killian Tilly from Gonzaga, Jalen Smith from Maryland, and Reggie Perry from Mississippi State. And I have to say, Yoli Childs, in my opinion, should be the winner of this award. That's just my thought. I think he's been just been lights out. And I wish him nothing but the best of luck as he moves forward on this. He actually talked about it yesterday, and here's what he had to say about the potential of winning that award. Yeah, it's always cool when, when you have your name next to somebody like that. You know, he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball. And uh, he's probably one of the most underrated players of all time. Um, so uh, just having my name next to his is really cool. Um, but again, like you said, we're super focused on, on the team stuff. And um, we all understand that our individual goals will be accomplished as long as the team goals are accomplished first. Alright, there you go. We will close up shop on this Friday edition of the show. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. Like I said, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at LockedOnCougars. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcast provider you're listening to us on and also leave us a favorable rating and review. It really does help get the word out about the podcast and help continue to build the audience. You guys have been absolutely phenomenal. Our download numbers have never been stronger and can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of this daily podcast. All folks on BYU of course we will talk to you guys on Monday getting you ready for a semifinal matchup for BYU basketball enjoy your weekend the weather's supposed to be good for at least a couple of days before some weather comes in here along the Wasatch front but wherever you're at enjoy your weekend and of course we will talk to you soon this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 6th 2020 and we will talk to you soon